Hello, everyone, and welcome back to SNC Adventures Talk It Out podcast. My name is Celeste, and today I'm joined by Dr. Mark Schaefer, one of the faculty leaders for the Summer 2022 Global Seminars Introduction or International Economics and the Business Environment in the EU. Welcome, Dr. Schaefer. Please go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So I'm Dr. Mark Schaefer, an associate professor of economics here at St. Norbert College. I also uh, am program coordinator of our data analytics program and I direct our Center for Business and Economic Analysis on campus. Sweet, okay, thank you so much. Um, I'm excited to hear about this four credit opportunity we have. Um, so I have a few questions and let's get started. Um, so start out by telling everyone about the global, se global seminar you'll be leading. Yeah, I'm excited to offer this course. This is the third, this will be the third time that we've actually run this course. I'm running it with uh, Dr. Joy Paul. She's one of our management professors here on campus. And we're actually running a course on international economics and the business environment in the European Union. Uh, it's basically about a 16 day, uh, we're shooting for about a 16 day trip where we're, we're gonna go to Frankfurt, Brussels, Amsterdam, and London, um, all in 16 days. And we've got a lot of site visits that we'll be hitting throughout the, throughout the trip, including government visits, as well as um, individual company visits and some social visits as well. Really cool. Okay, um, what type of housing arrangements will be available? Yeah, so we work uh, exclusively with the um, study abroad office to basically get uh, really good housing opportunities for students. And the last iterations of the trip, we actually stayed at a couple of different um, hostels for the most part, is essentially what we stayed at hostels or hotel type uh, setups. Uh, for example, one of the one of the really cool places we stayed last time was actually in a, effectively it was an old university building that they basically converted. Um, cool. And they actually, it was like a really top-notch hotel is really what it was, but they had like, the old lecture hall was actually like a, it actually was a social space where they had like soccer games you could watch, but you were sitting in like lecture hall seating and oh, they had so like cool. a, a drink set up on top. It was a really, really cool thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, we, we focus on getting tried, uh, good housing um, where we're all in the same space. Um, usually it's like a hotel or hostel situation. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Um, what inspired you to design this kind of a program? Yeah. So I actually, uh, when I was an undergrad, uh, my senior year of undergrad, they actually had just launched short-term study abroad programs. Um, this is a long time ago. Um, and I actually did a, um, I graduated on a, on a Sunday and then I left on Monday morning and did a 10 day trip to Rome. Um, and then after that, I backpacked through Europe for another six weeks after that, that was sort of my oh, wow. end of my college career. Um, was really excited about that opportunity that I was able to have. And when I came to St. Norbert, we were just kind of starting the conversation about these classes. They weren't actually um, fully online yet. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to run with um, a for former colleague, um, Dr. Ben Hugel. A, um, this course was the first one that we ran out of the business school at St. Norbert. So I'm excited to kind of keep doing it because I know it was a really uh, meaningful experience for me, yeah. um, sort of growth and development opportunity that I like to create that opportunity for our students, um, especially mm -hmm. those students that maybe have really busy schedules and maybe can't afford to do a full semester abroad, right. or maybe they have sports schedules where they can't do full semester abroad, right. which is one of the reasons why I try to do this trip. And it's it's a, a lot that we're doing in a short amount of time. I mean, yeah. we're hitting four countries basically mm -hmm. in, a, in a tight window, partially because I think there's a lot to learn about the different cultures you can kind of see as you're jumping through different countries. Right. Uh, but we kind of jam-packed it for that exact reason. Yeah, that's super cool. I'm, I, it always, to me, is like I can't wrap my head around it, how the countries are like the sizes of states here. So yep. it's like you, it's like you're, it's a short time, but you're able, yep. it's like so cool that you're able to go so many places. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Okay, so where does your passion, well, I guess from your traveling after college, um, okay. So which stops or like spots, specific places are you most excited for, for the students and yourself? 
so I am an economist by nature, obviously, mm -hmm. um, and I, I specifically focus on uh, financial intermediation and monetary policy. And what we try to do specifically when we hit uh, Frankfurt, uh, the big reason we actually go to Frankfurt is actually where the European Central Bank is located, um, which is a really, really cool opportunity for students. Yeah. Um, when we went there in the past, um, it is this absolutely beautiful building that overlooks the entire city, overlooks a river. Um, and they you basically get a private session with one of their economists in wow. their high-end room. And it's it's so fascinating because they actually like roll out the red carpet when you come there. They have this <laughs> whole like spread of like little appetizer, oh you know, all gosh. kinds of drinks and stuff like that, uh, coffees and teas and all this stuff. And it's like you, you go up in this back room and you literally overlook the entire city with this glass viewing room that they have. It's just, it's such a cool experience. And to hear from people that are literally at the cutting edge of making policy right. decisions for the entire basically European Union from a mind perspective is absolutely amazing. Yeah. So I always love that about the Frankfurt uh, part of it. And there's a lot of really cool um, cultural things we do, like apple vine is something that's really interesting there. So it's like a, a drink and that's unique to Frankfurt. So we always get to try some of those things as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other areas that I get really excited for um, in Brussels, we actually get to meet with um, all the different government bodies uh, of the European Union. So basically like we've, we've in the, it depends on, um, sizes and stuff like that of our group but in the past we met with the council we've met with um, the parliament um, and you get to have these really just crazy conversations about what policy looks like in an environment where you're overseeing yeah. that many countries which is right. it's so fascinating and it really is kind of a a really neat experience for students to understand and appreciate the magnitude and the gravity of what those operations do i mean we're used to the united states where we're set policy for it's a it's obviously it's a big population it's a lot mm -hmm. of states but it's still one country right as opposed to this group of lawmakers coming in from all these different countries right. to try to make decisions together is fascinating. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating. Very so cool. those are two areas I get really excited about um, in particular. Yeah, very cool. Okay. Both the COVID-19 pandemic and Brexit have impacted the future of the EU. Can you tell us how the experiences students will have on this trip will give them a better understanding of the EU's role in the global economy? Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, you know, maybe starting off with the Brexit part of this. Uh, the first time we actually uh, launched this course, Brexit happened after we said we were going to run the course and before we ran the course. So it literally, like what we we're going to teach changed a little bit even. We're going to focus on this as a talking point. Right. Um, as a result, though, we've got some really good partnerships we developed over the years that we can really dig into some of these ideas. So Brexit, obviously, one of, one of the big issues there is them pulling away from the European Union the way that they did. Um, it actually changed how they interact in all aspects with the rest of Europe. Uh, specifically, we think about trade and stuff like that, like goods going... Um, across borders. Um, one of our site visits is with the, um, the British American Chamber, uh, which is actually, think of it as it's a policy organization that basically works on behalf of very large US companies that wanna get into the European oh. market and British companies that wanna actually get into the US market. They're kinda yeah. like the bridge between. So there's this policy making organization and you can imagine how their lives have changed drastically in terms of what they do. Because before you'd see American companies actually want to get into Europe and the easiest place to get in was let me go in through, through the UK, uh, partially because, oh, language, all that kind of stuff, really easy. Let's just, right. we'll, we'll go there and then we can just launch and rest here from there. The moment Brexit happened, it made it more difficult for literally to trade out of the mm -hmm. UK, which has drastically impacted firms wanting to, oh, I'm going to move overseas. I'm going to go into to, to, um, the UK or Great Britain or something like that. Now they're going, ah, we don't, maybe we don't want to go there. We want to go into a European Union country. Maybe we're going to go to Germany or France where we can easily um, sort of send our goods across. Right. So that has drastically changed how everything works. 
So that's a great site visit. We actually meet with um, policymakers who are effectively their lobbyists on behalf of companies right. um, interacting for policy. So that's a really cool um, site visit that we have. Last time we also met with um, a very interesting woman. She actually works for the state of Illinois. And her job is basically to recruit companies to come locate from Europe in Illinois. That's how they're going to get in the United States. That's literally her oh, job wow. is to get, is she's basically a recruiter for companies yeah. to come, come to the state of Illinois, which is a fascinating conversation when you start to talk about what does it look like in a Brexit type environment. Um, so there's a lot of, even though Brexit's been, you know, it happened, they're still unrolling some of the details of it, but there's still a lot to unpack there, which makes it such a fascinating time to, to go and have a conversation. Uh, I didn't even touch on the COVID part of it, but obviously COVID, think about it like this. If you're in, you know, the, the, the government's trying to manage what's happening with COVID, but the government here is individual country level governments. But then there's the European Union, which is the overarching part of the whole thing, which adds another layer of complexity to the decision making process. Right. Um, especially, you know, you, you have things over the, like the Schengen area where um, one of the huge value ads of the Schengen area is that people can move freely in and out of borders of those countries if they're in the area. That makes it really simple, really easy. That's at a higher level, right? But then you go individual countries are sort of making their own decisions. Mm -hmm. it, there's a whole bunch of complexity of how all of that fits together, which makes it such an interesting thing to try and analyze and discuss in real time. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, so one really great thing about traveling and experiencing cultures and stuff is the food. Mm -hmm. So please tell me, what is your favorite European dish? My favorite European dish ever or on this trip? Um, both. So I mentioned I, I've done a, a decent amount of traveling abroad. Mm -hmm. um, the pasta in Italy is amazing. Mm -hmm. um, spent some time in Rome. Like every dish was just out of this world. Incredible. Um, so that's probably high on my list. Um, in terms of other things, you know, if if we're in like the, the Frankfurt area, right, you have a lot of your German sausages, that kind of thing. Right. Um, if, you, if you like sausage and meat, that's going to be a thing, <laughs> right, for sure. If, if that's your cup of tea. I know there's one, um, last time we had some students, there's a, a thing in Frankfurt, you to Frankfurt, it's called, um, it's called like, they, they call it like the green dish or something like this, but they basically grind up a bunch of veggies and put it in this little bowl. And one of my students um, last time ordered it, she took two bites and she's like, I'm out, I am not touching this yeah. again. So then we actually had a, we do group dinners on this too. We do one group dinner in each city. Mm -hmm. And so we actually ordered a bunch for the table at that one. And I think out of like, I think there was what 11 students i think there were two that were like yeah i would eat this normally um so that was a, a fun sort of tasting experiment for yeah. us um, uh, there uh, but a lot of sausages in frankfurt um brussels is interesting because it's kind of in a location that everything's coming together from all the countries around right. it so it's this kind of hodgepodge of food that's there um there isn't anything that strikes me particularly unique um, in brussels the one thing i'll say in amsterdam um Amsterdam has, if you ever had a Stroopwafel, um, you can get them here. You can actually find them in Target, wherever they have it. There's a brand that they actually export here called Stroopwafels, but they actually have an Amsterdam. Imagine taking these two little, like really thin, they kind of press them. It's almost like a caramel cookie, but it's a thin layer of caramel in the middle with like this little waffle thing on the outside, but it's mm -hmm. really thin. Um, they're absolutely delicious, but they literally have like these, these Stroopwafels shops, if you will, yeah. in Amsterdam. And like you go and it's, it's almost like, you get to pick your toppings and stuff. And mm -hmm. it is like the most amazing thing. It's so good. Um, that they do a lot of like, uh, as, you can, as you can imagine, a lot of waffles and pancakes are big over there too. Right. Like in that, even in, in Belgium as well. Um, and then of course, when you hit London, um, a lot of fish and chips type dishes, as you mm -hmm. can imagine. Yep. Right? You got your pub, your pub fair kind of a thing yep. is sort of the, the big stuff there. But I mean, the nice thing is we get to bounce around these different countries and you kind of get to experience some yeah. different different flavors and different specialties, which makes it kind of fun depending on where we are. Yeah, very cool. 
Um, okay, if there's anything you could say for students that are considering applying to this program, like a few things you'd say to totally convince them, what would they be? I would say the thing that makes me really excited about this trip, um, and I kind of hear this a little bit, is I mean the variety of things we get to see in a short amount of time. Right. Um, we're not just going to a single country. We're going to four different countries. We're going to hit them fast. We get about four days in each city. Uh, but as you mentioned earlier, like it's really easy to get around. Like we basically fly into Frankfurt and then it's just hop a train for a couple hours to Brussels, hop a train for a couple hours, um, hop a train for a couple hours is what mm -hmm. it is. So we get to see a lot of stuff really, really fast, which is really kind of a fun experience for students who are kind of on the go, mm -hmm. um, which I think really makes it an, an exciting opportunity. Um, the other part of it that also gets me a little excited and hopefully we can arrange it this time as well. Um, in the past, we actually did get to spend some time actually at uh, one of the abbeys, one of the Norbertine abbeys as well. Oh, so we cool. actually hit up um, right outside of Brussels. There's an abbey called Grimbergen. Um, and we actually do go, the first time we got to stay there, we actually stayed in the abbey for a night, which was a really cool experience. Yeah. They actually have almost, they almost have like a dorm set up within the abbey, which is cool. Um, and that abbey is particularly unique. So they have a, a beer called Grimbergen Beer. It's licensed to the Carlsberg Group, which is a big beer conglomerate overseas. Um, but they actually have at this abbey, they literally have their own like historical beer museum, like uh, as part of the actual abbey, which was a really cool yeah. kind of a, like we went there and he's like, you guys want to give a tour of the museum? We're like, well, yeah, go check it out. They have all these like historical Norbertine beer stuff in there. Uh -huh. um, it's a really cool experience. Um, but I think that the, the biggest thing is I think we're, we're focused on trying to have some really good conversations with people in policy type roles, as well as people in businesses. Right. Uh, we typically meet with some businesses too. So you get this really good exposure between like, What's an individual business perspective on this? What is a policymaker's perspective on this? What is a lobbyist perspective on this? Who's in the middle of trying to na navigate between the two? All while actually getting to see four different countries in, in 16 days. So it's, yeah. a, it's a really cool experience. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, was there anything else that you needed to talk about, wanted to talk about? Um, I think we kind of hit, hit, hit the highlights. I mean, I think the other thing I, I would also add is, you know, if, if you guys haven't had the opportunity to have Dr. Joy Paul um, as a professor, mm -hmm. she's an amazing professor. Um, I'm really excited that she's going to be jumping on this trip to help me uh, co-teach. And it should be a great experience um, for us and for the students. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderful trip. I'm excited. Hopefully people can, uh, can hop on board. Awesome. All right. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much, Dr. Schaefer, for being our guest this week. And for all students listening, remember that the deadline to apply for all these global seminars is January 14th. See you next time.